0: Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagan. Hallelujah. So I'm excited about this word that God's given me. Uh, you know, I've been really you know, I, I can preach on many things, but I really seek God during the week and really seek his heart for, God, what, what, have, what do you want to say to your people? And um, it was awesome in the morning service because I didn't tell Max what I was preaching on and she said exactly the same thing. So I love it. The Holy Spirit, he's, he's really wanting to get this across to our hearts. Uh, so let's pray. Holy Spirit, Thank you so much, God. Thank you for your Word, Lord God. Lord, it's your Word that sets us free, God. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. God, I just pray, Heavenly Father, that every person here would open their heart to the truth, Lord God, that they wouldn't just hear the Word of God. God, but we'd be doers of the Word. Lord, we don't want to deceive ourselves just hearing it and not um, allowing you to bring change and allowing you to reprioritize our life, God. But we want to be good and faithful servants, God. We 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 want to hear your word today, God, and do whatever it takes, Heavenly Father, to put it in place, God, because we honour you and we honour your word and we honour, God, our relationship with you, Lord. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, God, Lord, that this word would not come back void, but it would accomplish that which you sent it to do, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We've got attentive ears, God. We don't take in vain your word, God. We never get familiar with your word, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious word. We're blessed, God. We're so thankful that we get to hear it, God. We're so thankful we never take for granted being able to hear your word, Lord. Thank you, Papa. Hallelujah. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I love the Word of God. It brings such change in people's lives. So this Word that God's given me is called looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And uh, last week, Dan spoke about being a good soldier, how we are a family and we're also an army. And so it's not either or, but it's both and more. We, we are both of those things. And God began to download more to me and he began to speak to me about priorities, you know, we've all been given 24 hours in a day. We've all, you know, got different things that we have to do, things that are urgent, things that can wait. You know, we we prioritize our time with how urgent those things are. And God began to speak to me about um, the priorities and what God says is priority in his word. He's so clear, um, you know, about how he wants us to spend our time and what he wants us to spend our time doing. It says, "Seek first the kingdom of God, and all and His righteousness, and all else will be added unto you." And so, um, God's given me three keys on prioritizing our relationships. And so, what I want you to do is, I want you to get the word of God out. I want you to see it for yourself. I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to be able to uh, see the word for yourself. And so, you know, whether it's on a smartphone or however, you know, you process the Word of God, I just want you to get it out so you can see. Um, so Jesus said, so if Jesus said, it's pretty important, right? Every word in the Bible is, is from the Holy Spirit. So we need to um, listen to what he's saying here. So number one, so the first key is God is first. He's primary and he's our source. So Jesus said in Mark 12.30, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Notice he uses the language commandment. He doesn't say it's a suggestion. He's not suggesting that we do it this way. He's commanding that we do it this way. You know, so often we make the, the word of God, it's a democracy. You know, well, what do you think about that? And what do you think about that? And, and how do you feel that? No, 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 no. <laughs> when we gave our life to Jesus, we said yes unto dying to ourself and, and living unto Christ. And to living it and doing it his way, under his hand, because he knows what's best for us. And Mark 12, 31, and the second is this You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So God isn't suggesting, it suggests, it's not a suggestion. He's commanding that we get our priorities in order. And it's exciting because when we do it God's way, there's so much grace on it and there's so much ease on it. And it's so easy. And it's like, wow, God, this is amazing. Why? Because we've made our mind and our soul and our emotions line up with his word again. And that's where, you know, if we're away from his word, when we step back in line and we do it God's way, there is such grace on it. There is such grace on it. It's too hard trying to do it ourselves. I can't do it myself. I I need him. I need him to, um, you know, for him to download his word so we can walk in his ways. And so first commandment is to love the Lord your God. And so I just want to unpack this as well. So we see Jesus teaching that loving God was to be first in our life. I mean, that you can't interpret that any other way. It's the first commandment. And he was placing it in the highest priority basket. You know, if you've got a list of priorities, then Jesus needs to be at the top of that list all the time. He needs to be number one, number one in everything we do, all our time, everything. We're to always seek Him first. Above all else, He is our first ministry. He is the one that we, He gets the the best of our time. He gets the best of us. He's a jealous God. He loves us. He wants to be first in our life. He loves us. He's the source from which we draw our strength. Hallelujah, and when we love God first, with all our hearts, mind, soul and strength, we're going to love our brother or sister better, because we're we're loving from the source of God, we're drawing from God, we're drawing from the source of heaven to give to our brother or sister, we're not trying to get our needs met here, we're not trying to get our needs met from people, because there'll always be a deficit, there'll always be a deficit, not that people want to let you down and fail you, but they will. And if our source is in here, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be hard. You're going to live frustrated and you're going to live with discontent and you're going to live feeling like you've got lack. But when you draw from God, when you draw from Him first, you're freely received, you're able to freely give without expectation in return. And I tell you, this is a freeing message, man. This is, and, and even in our walk with Christ, we can get our eyes on other things. But I'm telling you, it will not fill the need in your heart it will not fill it it might fill it for a season when you first fall in love with someone it might fill it for a season getting your needs met and you know when you're first in love it's like they can do no wrong and and when you get married it's like wow actually um (laughs) you know because the needs are getting met but what happens when that person doesn't have any more things to give you what happens when there's a deficit That's where marriages break down. That's where relationships break down. That's where that frustration comes in because we were never meant to get our needs filled from people, but from the source, from the first, from our primary source, which is God. Hallelujah. Come on, man. That is such a freeing message. That is such a freeing message. When you love God, you're not going to cheat people. You're not going to lie. You're not going to steal. You're not going to commit adultery. When you love God first... It enables us to love people better. When he's first, we've got to draw. We've got to come back to the first commandment. He's our source, man. Rivers of living water. The river that never runs dry. He never runs out. There's never a deficit with God. In the whole time I've known him, the whole 14 years, he has never, not even once, ever let me down. You know, sharing in the first service. People have let me down, man. If if my source was in people, I wouldn't be standing here. I would have given up. But my source is in God. It doesn't matter what man does unto me. My source is in God. I'm built on the rock of Christ, the rock of ages, the, the rock that never moves. Because people change and they shift and they like you one day and they don't like you the next. And there's all this movement. But in God, when we put our trust in Him and our hope in Him, He never changes. He remains the same. There's no shadow or turning in him. There's no twisting in him. There's not, he loves you one day. Oh, Charles, you did that, so I don't love you anymore. There's none of that junk. There's none of that. Put your hope and your trust in God, in the source. Let him be your source. Come back to Jesus, number one. John 15, five. Again, he says, I am the vine, primary Our source, the vine is the source. You are the branches. Secondary, he's the vine, we're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. If God isn't our source, man, we're fooling ourselves that we can get anything done. If he is not our source, what are we doing it for? Who are we doing it for? He has to be our source. He has to be number one priority in our life. Intimacy, intimacy with God, where you share your heart, where you pour out your cares upon Him because He cares for you. When our expectation is in Him, when we take our eyes off people and we place it back on God, the one who never fails us, that our expectation is on God, not expectations that poor people, we try and set them up like God and they're going to fail you every time. And they don't mean to. People are amazing and I love them, but they're not God. They're not going to fill that gap in your heart that only God can. There's no one on this earth. You talk about, you know, even even people that have got amazing parents or not amazing parents. They've all struggled. Every child will struggle. Why? Because God wants to be number one in our life. He doesn't want people to fill the gap or to fill the need. He wants to. He's a jealous God and He loves us and He wants us to come back into relationship with Him. He says in Revelations, He says, you know, you've done all these wonderful works and that's wonderful. He said, but repent because you've fallen from your first love. We cannot afford to have our eyes on people. It must be on God. has to be back on Jesus because we're all going to let each other down. None of us are perfect. We've all got deficits. We don't have an endless supply. We need to draw from God so we are free to just give without expectation of even anything in return. We would just love freely because he first loves us. We can't afford to get our identity in anything else. One day someone says you're good, the next day, hey, you did this. Well, I'm like, well, now I don't know. Am I good? Am I not? It's wavering ground. Get your identity from God. What does God say? Because it never changes. You can't afford to have your source here and that person is having a bad day and now all of a sudden your whole world's ruined because that person's having a bad day and you haven't got your needs met. Get your needs met in God. Take it back to God. It's Jesus. He's the source. He's the source. He has to be number one. Hallelujah. This is so freeing, this message, man. The expectation of man is the heaviest burden that you will wear in your life. The expectation of not being able to meet people's expectations on you, man. What a freeing message. Hallelujah. Shift your expectation back to God. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, primary, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Man, when God is our source, when God is our everything, when we get our needs met from God, he says we shall ask whatever we want. Not abiding in people, not having our source in people, but having our source in God. In this, my Father is glorified that you will bear much fruit, so that you shall be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have spoken these things to you, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. If you're looking for joy, if there's a lack of joy in your life, God... Go to God Himself. You know, it talks about, you know, getting your love tank filled. You know, those books are wonderful and the love languages and all that. Go to God. Go to God, man. It's a tank that never runs dry. There's never a deficit. Go to love Himself and get filled up so you're free to give to people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much relationship breakdown because, you know, I'm trying to get my needs met here. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's too hard. Anyone, anyone experience that? Where you've been let down by people. It's not because they want to let you down. God wants to be number one. Hallelujah. That word abide means to um, continue and to dwell and to endure and to be present and to remain in, to stand in and to tarry in. Hallelujah. So He is the vine, He's our primary source and, and the secondary. You are the branches. So the people are the secondary. So God doesn't say, um, get your source from the other branches. He doesn't say to do that. Because if your source is in the branches and you rip that, you rip that branch off, if that's not abiding in the vine, even in the natural, if I go and do that, by, by the end of that day, it's going to start withering. Because it's not attached to the vine. We cannot afford to have our source in the branches. We have to be abiding in the vine. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You know, God can't and He won't change. His word is forever settled in the heavenlies. He's faithful. He's loyal. He's a strong tower. He's a safe shelter. Our hope needs to be in God. Thank you, Papa. I just want to read, you know, this is, this is God's Word. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Matthew 6.33 This is the best. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. All these things that you're looking for in this will be added unto you when you do this. All those things, all those things that you're looking for, all those things that you're searching for, are found in him. He's the treasure, he's the prize, he's the one that we go to to get our needs met. He's so beautiful. 1 Peter 5:7, casting all your anxiety onto him, for he cares for you. Psalm 124:8, our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Psalm 3320, our soul waits for the Lord, for He is our help and our shield. Hallelujah. Psalm 3321, for our heart shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. It's Him. It's Him that we want to put first. You know, there's been times in my life where I've walked through some really hard stuff as a Christian. Really, really hard stuff. for being so broken in the walk. And I've known there's not a person on this earth, God, that can help me. There's not a person on this earth that can fix what is going on in my heart. And I put my trust in God. And I'm like, God, but you're the healer of the broken heart of God. You're the one that's going to bind up the wounds in my heart. And you're the one, God, that's going to bring healing to me. And that's exactly what he does. No one can help me. Only God. It's only God when we put our trust in him, when he's our source, when he's our shield, when he's our shelter. It's a safe place. It's a safe place. It's not going to change. It's not going to shift. It's not going to move. Because he's good. His love never fails. His love never fails. You know, and I love even in Daniel one twenty in the Bible, it says that he was 10 times better than anyone else. I mean, man, like if pride was going to have a place there, hey, I'm I'm Dan, I'm 10 times better. But he didn't. Every time you see in the Word of God, what did he do? He didn't just, you know, he was a phenomenal interpreter of dreams. You know, he could have just thought, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'll just, you know, I'll just tell you what your dream is. But no, he said to him, no, I know the Lord of heaven and earth and I'm going to seek him and he's going to tell me. He always went back to the source. He always went back to the source. He always asked of God. He always inquired of God. You know, in the Old Testament, Jesus said, you know, two, two things, two evils that we've done, that we've forsaken God and we've made cisterns that can hold no water. You know, we need to go back to the source. Never think that we know it all now. Well, I know so much of the word of God. I'm not going to rely on God. He has to be number one in everything that we do. Everything that we do. See, such a strong relationship. Just, a, just so beautiful. Thank you, Papa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This speaking to anyone here, this is a freeing message, man. Because when you take the expectation off people that you have to meet my needs somehow, it just frees you up to give. Just frees you up to give. And it's awesome. I love God. He makes it so easy. And so number two, the key number two, our next priority. So God's not saying just seek him and forget everything else and just run off in him. He's not saying that. He's saying seek him first and then secondary is family and, you know, yourself and others. So he's not saying you can have one without the other. He's not saying that. He's not separating them. He's got them together. And so he's saying him first and then yourself and others. That's what he's saying. And again, it's a second commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. He's not just suggesting, hey, why don't you guys try this and see how you roll with that. You know, he knows what what, what is going to work. He knows where the grace is on our life. Mark 12, 31. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. How awesome is that, God? makes it so clear. First and second commandment. And it's as easy as that. We've got two. The Old Testament, they had this and this and this and this and, you know, all the laws of man. We've got two. Just love the Lord your God. Do you love Him with all your heart? Come on, man, let's be honest. Do we love Him with all our strength? Do we love Him with all our soul and all our mind? Is our mind fixed on heaven during the week? Do we really love Him? It says, if you love me, obey my commands. Are we obedient to what He's telling us to do? Because it's no good just hearing it. Oh, that's a nice sermon, and we just continue to roll on the same way. That's not going to help us. You know, but when we when we realign back to His Word and the way that He set it out, we'll have peace. Our marriages and all those things will be better because we're not trying to get our needs met here. There's always going to be disappointment. There's always going to be lack. Come back to God. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. He never fails us. You know, <laughs> you even see with Jesus. You know, one one <laughs> one minute they're laying down the palm branches, shouting the praises of, oh, here comes Jesus, the Messiah, and um, and then we see a little bit later they're shouting, crucify him. You can't put your trust in people, man. Your pe- your source cannot be in people. It cannot. It cannot, it must be in God, it must be in the living God. You know, love people, they're awesome, but don't get your don't try and get your source from people, it won't work. You'll be always be frustrated. Jesus said it like this: Luke 14, 26. And if any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, and wife, and children, and brethren and sisters. And his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Hang on a minute, one, hang on, Jesus. One minute you're telling us to honour, you know, our mother and father, and the next minute you're saying, um, you know, uh, you know, hate your father and mother. Well, what's going on here? You know, is Jesus isn't schizophrenic? <laughs> it's a Jewish idiom, and that word "hate" translates to "love less." So it's not that we don't love them. He's not saying hate. He's saying love them less than God. God wants number one in your life. He it needs to be number one in your life. Otherwise, those things that come up above God are idols. They're idols. They're things that can be tied. Ty- it can be you know, it's not a it's not a golden calf now that I'm bowing down to. You know, maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's, you know, you're bowing down to other things and not God. They're idols, man. And God said He'll have no other God before Him. He said He'll have no other God before Him. And so we're to love, when we love God first, here's the thing. When we love Him first, we're so much better to love people the way that He loves them, man. When we're in love with God, like family's better, marriage is better, friendships are better, everything's better when we're going to the source and just able to give to people, man. Come on, just freeze everyone up to, rather than having it with a heavy expectation, man. You can't meet the needs of people. You might be able to for a while, but guess what? There'll be a deficit. You know, we need to get our needs met In our Creator. Don't worship the creation. Worship the Creator. Worship the Creator. Come on, man. We can't afford to bow down to man. We're bowing down to Jesus. Number one. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. sometimes we can think, oh, you know, this relationship isn't working and the grass is greener over here and it'll, and that might be good for a while and you might get your needs met for a while, but i tell you what, that'll fail too. Unless God's number one, it'll all fail. have to get your needs met by God. We're complete in Him. You know, I want to say to even the singles here, you're, you're complete without a husband. You're complete without a wife because we're complete in Him. You're not missing or lacking anything. You know, God showed me like this, um, and I wasn't even gonna say this. This is for someone prophetically here. It's like you've got a, a, a house and it's already got all the plumbing and it's already got the electricity and the water and everything's running. It's a complete house. So when God adds unto us, it's like He's putting in another room. It's like He's putting in ex- on an extension to an already complete ha- completed house. So you're not incomplete, you're complete in him. And you've got to stay complete in him. Even when you get married, and even, you know, that person will meet those needs, and that's all wonderful. And you know, your eyes will slowly come off here to here, and that that won't work anymore. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Mine and Dan's marriage is strong because our eyes are on Jesus. We realize we're not each other's source. You know, when I asked God for a husband, I asked him for two things. I said, God, give me a man that loves you more than me. And give me a Psalm 112 man. And that's what I got. He knows what's best for us. Man, things are so much better when we love God first. Hallelujah. You, know, you you, you just be unfulfilled, resentful, bitter, angry, discontent. Man, who wants to live like that? Forget that, man. I left all that when I came out of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. You know, and so God primarily created us to be totally dependent on Him. Totally dependent on Him. Because we can trust our whole lives with Him. You know, not once, not once has He let me down. He's amazing. He's amazing. Jesus said this. He said, Psalm 146 and 3 Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth, and he returns to the earth, and in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You want happiness? You want true joy, man? Put your hope in God. Because God's our number one source, we can just love more deeply without putting unrealistic expectations on people. People can't live up to our expectations. and That's okay. God can. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God expects us to look after our families and our relationships. I'm not saying do one without the other. He said, you know, if you're not looking after your family... You know, that you are worse than an unbeliever. Like God is coupling the two together. But God first, family and other relationships second. And they'll flourish like never before. Thank you, Papa. Psalm 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, God. God shall supply all our needs according to His riches and glory. If we could fulfill each other's needs, we wouldn't need God. We didn't need Jesus to come. If we can fulfill each other's needs so well, then um, we didn't need Jesus. But He's put eternity on the hearts of every man and woman to need Him. We were created to worship Him created to lift our eyes upon Him and get our worth and our identity from Him because it never changes. It never changes. It never changes. 50 years from now, He'll still be saying the same thing. You're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. He'll still be saying the same thing over and over and over. Hallelujah. So just want to recap three keys. So number one is God first. He's our primary source. Put your trust in God. I am the vine. You are the branches. Put your trust in God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, everything that we've got. Let's love Him first. Let's love Him first. Let's love Him well. Let's pour out our love and our affection upon Him instead of going to through a problem and stuff, it's so easy to go to here because that person's tangible and you can see them and, and feel them and, 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 and touch them. It's so easy to go here, but instead of getting on the phone when you've got a problem, go to the throne, go to God, go to the source of help and just, you know, he'll, he'll send other people to speak to you, but let Him speak to you first. Let Him talk to you about it first. Cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. You know, we've got to, we've got to start pouring out our hearts before God. We've got to start building that intimacy and that relationship with God. First, above anything else. We've got to, it says when we draw near to God, it's a beautiful thing. When we make that decision, when we hear His Word and go, you know what, God, I've had my source in other things. But when we make that decision today, we're like, God, I'm sorry, God. And we begin to draw near to Him. He draws near to us. Because He's a jealous God, man. He's jealous for your affection. He's jealous over you. He wants you. He wants you to talk to Him. He wants you to tell Him about how you're feeling. He wants you. He wants you. He waits for you. He waits. He waits to have time with you. He waits to hear you worship Him. He waits. Man, let's make Jesus the source. Let's go back to the source. Your hope isn't in man. Your hope is in God. Hope is in God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Point number two, ourselves and others are secondary which gives us the ability to love people well and our relationships will flourish when we put God first. You can't solve each other's problems, man. You, you really can't. It's the Word of God. It's the truth that sets us free. When we hear the Word of God, it's the truth that, that cuts through our heart. It's that that sets us free. And when we come back into divine order with what God said, you watch those relationships that begin to flourish again those friendships will begin to flourish again. That bitterness and that resentment and all those things, that stuff will just be pushed away because now your source is here. Hallelujah. Jesus. And number three, don't mix them up. (laughs) Don't mix them up because there's no grace. There's no grace not doing what God told us to do in the way that God told us to do. If we just follow what he says, it's easy. And so I just want to do a quick altar call. I just want everyone to shut their eyes. And I just want to give people the opportunity, if you don't know Jesus in this place, beautiful Jesus, beautiful Jesus, the one that died on the cross, the one that shed his blood, the one that had his skin ripped from off his flesh one that paid a price for your and my sins. The Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. There is not one person sitting here that is righteous. No, not one. Every single one of us have done wrong things against God. Every single one of us. And we need His truth to cut through to our heart. We need His truth to cut through to our heart where we realise, God, I need a Saviour. God, I need to repent. God, I have done the wrong thing, God says our sins are like filthy rags, but He says He'll come and He'll wash them whiter than snow if we'd repent and we'd turn from our wicked ways. If we would turn and turn wholeheartedly to God, but don't come to Him half-hearted. Don't come to Him half-hearted and just, you know, this is a life decision. This is the rest of your life. You know, where you step into the things of God, where you're like, I'm done with that life, man. I've had enough. I'm jumping in. Everything of me, I'm turning away from that old life of sin. Now, God is waiting with His arms wide open. Then I just want to give you an opportunity to put your hand up. Don't come lightly. Count the cost. It'll cost you everything to come into His kingdom. But He offers it freely to you today, and He offers you forgiveness. He's already paid the price for you. He's already, he's already done everything. And he gives you an invitation today. Say, say, will you come? Will you accept my sacrifice? Hallelujah. If that's you in this place, just put your hand up. It's just between you and God. It's just between you and God. And there's those ones in here as well. Those ones that, you know, your source has been in other things. Your source hasn't been in God. And Jesus said, you know, I know your works. In Revelations, He talks to the churches. I know your works. I know your works. Every church, He says, I know your works. But you've fallen from your first love. Repent quickly. You know, when we fall from our first love, when we, when we fall away from the source, we're, we're not loving people, we're not representing Him the way that we should. When we fall out of love, we, we're not representing Him the way that we should. And so I just want to open up the altar and I just want to give people an opportunity just to come before God and, and maybe your source has been in other things and the cares and riches of this life have come in and choke that Word of God. Choke that source of God out of your life. I just want to, you know, open this up and just give you opportunity to come and just bear your heart before God and just say, you know what, God, I'm really sorry, but I've seen in your Word that you need to be first, God. And I'm making that decision today. God, I'm going to make you first, God. I'm going to come back to the source. Then I want you to come forward as well. Hallelujah. And anyone that needs, you know, prayer for healing, if you've got sickness in your body, whatever it is, we we just want you to be able to come forward. And I really feel like there's someone in here that you don't know God. You don't know God. You know, and that's okay, you come and you know, if it's if it's too much for you to put your hand up, then that's cool, but come and speak to one of our ministry team. Because this is this is urgent. This isn't you know, this isn't just a game. Like you know, if you're without Christ and here you're you're travelling along a, a tightrope with, with no net underneath. If you were to die tonight, do you know because you know because you know that you're gonna make it to heaven. Not because of your good works, but because of what Jesus has done. Do you know because you know because you know? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Let's give Him some praise in this house. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you're the source, God. Thank you, Papa. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God we love you, God. Forgive us, God, we've had our eyes on other things, God, and we haven't had them on you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord God, for coming out of line with your Word, Lord. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, just great fruit from this Word. God, I pray that great fruitfulness over every marriage, every relationship, every friendship. Lord Father, God, would flourish more because you're our source, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I speak blessing over your house. I speak blessing over your people, Lord God. Lord, I pray for families to flourish once again, God. I pray for dissension and disappointment and bitterness and anger and all those things, Lord Father God, to be washed away Lord God. Lord, that we'd have a new slate today, God. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you wash our sin as far as the east is to the west, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise your mighty name, Jesus. We love you, God, with all our hearts, all our mind, all our strength, God. Give you all glory and all honour and all praise. Hallelujah. the saint said, Amen. Praise you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. So we're going to officially close today's service. Thank you so much for coming. Um, It's been awesome. Let's just go, you know, hard this week and preach the gospel. If you've got kids up in Kids Church, um, if you can go and sign them out, feel free to come back down and get our prayer ministry. But, yeah, come up. Oh, just let God just, you know, do what He wants to do in your heart. If it's brought conviction, praise God. That's what it's designed to do. It's a sword to cut through to help us. In Jesus' name, bless you. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or other resources and information, you can check out our website at firechurch.com.au.